Good morning, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Thursday, uh, November. We are on the 19th, November 19th already. And uh, I wish you well. Thanks for taking time to come join and break open God's Word together. Uh, After yesterday's long gospel reading, we have a very brief one today. Uh, Again, remain in the uh, 19th chapter of uh, the Gospel of Luke. And we are following subsequently uh, stories one after another. And so uh, today we are on Luke 19, verses 41 to 44. So Luke 19, 41 to 44. Let's uh, hear what God has for us today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. As Jesus drew near Jerusalem, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, If this day you only knew what makes for peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. For the days are coming upon you when your enemies will raise a palisade against you. They will encircle you and hem you in on all sides. They will smash you to the ground and your children within you. And they will not leave one stone upon another within you, because you did not recognize the time of your visitation. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So remember, um, the, the Gospel today begins with the line, As Jesus drew near Jerusalem. We've been in chapter 19 all week. Uh, Luke's gospel. And and it's important that we just understand context. Uh, Monday, Jesus was approaching Jericho, right? When the blind beggar, the one whom Jesus asked, uh, what do you want me to do for you? That whole idea of entering into uh, the promised land. Uh, Jericho was that port of entry. Uh, in on Tuesday, in Tuesday's gospel, Jesus was within Jericho, and there he encounters Zacchaeus, 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 and uh, and has that moment of salvation and what that means for not only Zacchaeus but but for his family. Yesterday, uh, Jesus is journeying to Jerusalem after leaving Jericho, and he tells them the parable of the uh, the king, the go- the nobleman going away to be king and get the coins, and now he is drawing near to Jerusalem. So everything he's doing is moving toward Jerusalem, toward what he knows is that end point. Um, <clears throat> but I guess we all walk toward Jerusalem, some of us directly like Jesus, and some, uh, you know, trying to avoid, but but it's where we all end up. So uh, two points today, and the first is just going to be a historical one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so what we're dealing with here is uh, Jesus approaching Jerusalem and weeping over it and forecasting what's in store for the city because they don't recognize him. They don't recognize the time of the visitation, which is is his presence. And not only, hey, recognize me, recognize the kingdom of God that I'm inviting us to and, and what that life looks like. It's that whole idea when Jesus says, no one comes to the Father but through me. Now that's in, in, uh, in John's gospel. Um, that, that he's not saying, hey, you know, nobody comes except that they recognize, you know, me and, and like me and, and, and those things. I, I think it's far more than that. I think he's saying 
no one comes to the Father except understanding the kingdom of God as he's proclaiming it, because he's telling what the kingdom of God is, what that means, what that looks like, all of these things. Um, and, and the people of Rome are not open to that visitation. They're looking for something entirely different, and they're looking for something in the wrong direction. So the historical part I want to talk about is um, this is an important verse in helping Scripture scholars uh, understand and date the Gospel of Luke. So now I'll, I'll say most, not all, because there's nothing that is all, but most Scripture scholars will agree that Mark's is the earliest gospel. It was originally thought Matthew, but that was was changed. Mark's is the earliest gospel, followed by Matthew and Luke somewhere in the ballpark of maybe 15 years later, with John being a good 10 or 15 years after them. So the guess is that Mark was in the mid-60s, and that Luke and Matthew would have been mid to late 70s, 75 to 80 AD. Now let's assume Jesus, uh, the death and resurrection, would have been around circa 30 AD. So that means Mark's gospel would have been about 35 years uh, later. Uh, Luke and Matthew around 50 years, give or take, after the uh, passion narrative, the, the life, death, resurrection and ascension of Christ. Why is this important and why is this gospel important to it? Because of what happened in the year 70, and that was the Jewish uh, rebellion and the subsequent siege of Rome in the year 70, or subsequent siege of Jerusalem by the Romans in the year 70, and the destruction of the temple. Mark's gospel has no references to that at all, which is why they place it before that year. But Matthew's and Luke's do. And here, let me read that again for you in case you missed it, with all these references coming. If this day you only knew what makes for peace, but now is hidden from your eyes. So he's pleading, see, I'm present. This is what the kingdom of God looks like. You're looking for a, a, a rebel Messiah over here, one that's going to restore our kingdom. He says, but you're not understanding what, what it is. And the kingdom of God comes far more subtly than that. Um, and so here's the point. For the days are coming upon you when your enemies will raise a palisade against you. They will encircle you and hem you in on all sides. They will smash you to the ground and your children within you. They will not leave one stone upon another within you because you did rec not recognize the time of your, your visitation. He's talking about the destruction of Jerusalem, which took place circa 70 uh, AD. Um, and they did. They encircled them and hemmed them in on all sides. And what they did, whether it was accidental or in their um, nefarious, you know, brilliance, uh, they waited until the city three days before Passover when it was brimming with people and visitors from everywhere that came to, to be part of the, uh, of the um, event, the, the religious holiday. And then they hemmed them in. 
they see, put a siege on, and that siege lasted five months. And, and that noose got tighter and tighter until they finally broke the walls of the city and then destroyed um, almost everyone within it. And those that they didn't, they, they took prisoners. I mean, this was, it was devastating. The temple uh, was destroyed, leaving only the, uh, the West Wall, the Wailing Wall, that we, uh, that we know of right now. It was the last building of the temple. It, it has not been rebuilt since then. Um, and, and that's why people say Luke and Matthew look back to that event and say, that was because we didn't recognize Christ when he was here, whether that's true or not, they're, they're putting that upon God, but they are referencing a physical, uh, historical action that took place. And so that for, therefore it helps us date that. A couple last things historically with that before I get to one final brief point. Um, so after this destruction of Jerusalem, there were a few other strongholds that, uh, that Ro- the Romans, the legions went out and one by one took down. But the last of those was about three years later in 73, and that was Masada, if you ever saw that miniseries when I was growing up anyway. Uh, it was a, a wonderful miniseries, and, um, or, or know about a little bit about it. Masada would have been the last of those strongholds, and that ended this period of rebellion. This period is not to be confused with a period about 60-ish years later called the Barkovka Rebellion, which was ultimately the last straw where, where basically they salt Jerusalem and, and just... If it was destroyed in 70, it was utterly, it was plowed under in, in 135 when <clears throat> this guy Barkovka came and, and led a rebellion. And again, they kicked the Romans out, not, not dissimilar to the Maccabean rebellion and things. Uh, and then the Romans under Hadrian just said, that's enough, that's enough, and, and just destroy everybody. They looked at this Barkovka person as this new messiah, um, but, uh, but they, they got rid of everybody and just salted the, the ground. It was, it was Sherman to the sea stuff. And um, um, interestingly enough, now this is controversial and, and not certain, but I thought it, it very interesting when I read it, was uh, word was that Hadrian hated hearing the name Israel so much because of all the trouble they were causing him that he uh, forbade it and made a new state, Syria, Syria Palestinia, uh, just to the north, and uh, and and took much of Israel's land and gave it to that state. And uh, if that indeed is true, huh? Doesn't that have consequences for today's day and age too? Amazing. Last point, because I've rambled on too long historically, but I just thought, just so you know, these Gospels are, are, are placed in a historical time, and, and they point to it um, to let us know when they were, were written. And remember again, Matthew is writing to a community of Jews up in Antioch around the same time. They would have understood this in the year 80-ish of what happened in Jerusalem. Luke is writing to a group of Gentiles around the Mediterranean. So they too, this word would have been out there and they would have understood. Last thing is I just look at Jesus weeping over Jerusalem. And I think as parent, any, any one of us who are parent, um, when your child is not 
they're just not getting it. And you're trying to help them get it. And you're trying to help them see and come to accept what is this wisdom that we have maybe hard won gained over the years and we're trying to pass it on, but they won't listen. And, uh, and we just weep because we know this is not about punishment. This is not about, oh, you're not going to listen to me. I'm going to punish you. This is about, oh, listen to me, because if you keep this action up, here's where it's going to go. Here's what's going to happen to you. I know because I've been there. And, and that, I just sense the, the reread this gospel and just read it with the eyes of a parent toward a child and a child who's not listening and just the regret and the tears that Jesus, out of love, is pleading with Jerusalem. Don't go down this road because there's nothing but desolation and destruction down this road for you if you're there. I offer you life. I offer you a different way. But they choose not to take it. And, uh, and, I, and I really see that as what's, what God is doing, reaching out through Christ to the people of Jerusalem and even to us today. Brothers and sisters, praise God that, that it's not a one-day-only uh, reaching out, but but that time of visitation is near. It is near. And it always comes in a way different than we think. The people of Jerusalem were looking over this way because they knew God was going to come as a Messiah to raise up their, their country again. Well, but they were wrong. God comes in new ways. Behold, I am doing something new. Do you not perceive it? Isaiah 43. It's true for us today, too. Let's pray. As always, invite you to bring whatever intentions, whatever situations, people uh, you have, and uh, just invite God to take them today and, uh, and give them over and trust our Blessed Mother to, uh, to take them to her son. So we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The uh, fourth sorrowful mystery, Jesus carries his cross. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. <clears throat> Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, thanks for uh, breaking open God's Word today together. Blessings on the rest of your day. And I look forward to us uh, breaking open God's Word one more time this week. Bye-bye.